Last Sunday, we looked at Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. It said this, Therefore, as God's chosen people, remember you're chosen, great powerful song. Holy and dearly loved. Remember, God doesn't just tolerate you. He dearly loves you. He doesn't just put up with you. He dearly loves you. And when we understand that, it says, now here's what I want you to do for your life. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And verse 14 goes on to say, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. The message version says it like this, Colossians 3.12, so chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. And on to verse 14, it says, and regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. So if you're wondering, ladies, what to wear, wear love. And all the husbands said, amen, amen. Okay, they didn't, they were too nervous to say uh, 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 that. Come on, men, say amen. We love, we love. We love. Never be in doubt of what you can wear. There was always something to wear. You wear love, you can't go wrong. But as I read this uh, passage, and I've got a bit to get through. I don't know whether I'll get through everything uh, uh, today. I might just put it into another When I read this, uh, Colossians 3, verse 12, and Colossians 3, verse 14, obviously I left out verse 13 in the process of that. And verse 13 of Colossians chapter 3 says this, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. I mean, I, I, I think this is just a great passage in the middle of these other in the middle of these other verses. It's talking about dress compassion, dress with humility, be be patient. It's talking about kindness and all these beautiful, beautiful virtues. Um, But how many know we're not all there yet? About four of you, the rest of you, no, I'm there, I'm there. Well, let's let's talk about humility. No, no. uh, How many know that when we talk about these things, compassion, uh, compassion, Uh, kindness, humility, uh, gentleness, patience. Uh, We're not all there yet. If we're we're really honest with ourselves, we're we're not there. We haven't haven't arrived. And if if you think you have, just ask the person next to you. They'll tell you, you haven't. Ask your wife. (laughs) Ask your husband. I'll tell you, we're not there yet. And so I think this is a beautiful passage in the midst of these scriptures that talk about having compassion, having humility. But we're not all there yet. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a work in progress. Turn to the person on the other side that you don't like very much and say, and you are too. Come on. We're a work in progress. There was a TV program on. I know none of you would have watched it because you're far too spiritual. But there's a, a program called Miranda. Anyone see Miranda? Uh, and you want to admit it? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Such fun. Yeah. But there's another lady in that who, who, 
she, whenever time she's with Miranda, her telephone goes off or uh, something, and or, or she's doing something, she gets busy and she just says, she says this, bear with, bear with, bear with, oh, phone's going, bear with, bear with. Sometimes we've got to bear with one another. Bear with each other. Turn to your neighbor and say, bear with. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. When it comes to doing life together, that's what I love about this. Because we haven't got it all together, we need to bear with. We need to bear with one, one another. To bear with means we're working on it, doesn't it? It doesn't mean we're not doing nothing. It doesn't mean I don't care. It doesn't mean, uh, stuff, yeah, I'm not going to do what you said. Bear with means I'm doing some work. Look, I'm a work in progress. I'm doing stuff. I'm working on it. Bear with. I, I, God's doing stuff on the inside of me. And again, I, I think we want to have a church where, where we're real. We want to have a church, uh, that's a good place to say amen, uh, uh, amen then. I mean, it kind of sucks if you go to a, a, a church and everybody's pretending and everybody's sort of, you, you, you know, we, we're, we're, we're something else outside, but we're different when we're, uh, I'm sort of doing a rapid thing here, but, um, but we're different when we come in here. We don't want to be, we, we, we realize every single one of us here have struggles and have battles and have things that we're, we're, we're fighting. Maybe some of you came here today and you, you were like, man, I don't want to go to church. But you, you grimmed and bearded and got on uh, in here because you knew if you came in here, God's going to uh, do something. You, you say, well, I'm not going to go by how I feel or what. I, I'm just going to get in there and, 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 and you, because we're all going through stuff. Bear with Just as if we want people to bear with us, we have to bear with one another. We have to bear with one another. We have to understand each other. Like I said, when, it, when we say bear with, it doesn't mean that we're, we don't care about something. It just means we're working on it. I mean, we're not there yet. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not where I should be when it comes to compassion. I mean, I'm not where, where, it sh- where I should be when it comes to humility. I'm proud of how humble I am. I'm not, I, I, you know what I'm saying? We're all just working on stuff. None of us are there yet. That's why we thank God for the grace. Grace and peace be ours in abundance. How many know we need the grace of God on our uh, lives? And nobody here? Uh, come on, give me a show of hands. We're Pentecostals. We need the grace of God on our lives. And so when we say bear with, maybe it's because things aren't happening as fast as we would like. Things aren't working out as quick as we think they should. We're not where, you know, it's like, man, this is not where I thought I'd be. I thought I'd be preaching here and in stadiums by now or wherever it is. I, I don't know where you think you should have been at, but... Wherever it is, just bear with. Bear with one another because we are all working on stuff. And then it goes on to say this, if any of you has a grievance. If any of you has a grievance, and a grievance, I looked it up in the 
dictionary, because it's a big word. And grievance means a real or supposed action which forms legitimate grounds of a complaint. Got any complaints? Got any grievances? That you're carrying something didn't work out, God didn't do something, that friend of yours, that brother, that sister didn't do how I thought they should do. You got a grievance, got a complaint. It says, if any of you have one of those, forgive it. Silence fills the room. Very quiet in this Presbyterian church. Forgive. In fact, the message version of Colossians 3 verse 13 says, be quick to forgive an offense. Be quick. Don't be slow going, well, I'll see. Give me four or five days. Who's done that? Anyone want to admit it? Come on. It's just, I mean, I'll, I'll just see. Some of you are saying that is quick for me. <laughs> be quick to forgive an offense. Listen, forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. Got a grievance? Well, forgive. Bear with. Matthew 18, and when I read that, I straight away think of Matthew chapter 18. The parable of the unmerciful servant. You, you, you know it well when we've preached on it before, but it goes like this. It says, then Peter came to Jesus and asked the Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me and I notice there it's not how many times should I forgive the person who's pulled out in front of me and and uh, at the intersection it's talking it's getting real close here it's talking about my brother it's talking about someone who's close to me it's talking about family and how many know we're we're family in here we're, we're brothers and sisters and Christ and so it's not just generally out there how many times should I forgive that person out there and that one over there no how 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 many times should I forgive like Mason? How many times should I forgive Forgive Chris? I mean, how many times, Chris? <laughs> Let it go. It brings it in real, real close. Close. <laughs> It brings it in real close because, again, family, those who are closest to us usually hurt us the most. And if you hang around in church and you hang around anybody, you go to people, you see them, they sometimes say, well, I don't go to church anymore. I got hurt or I got hurt. And friends, we can get hurt anywhere. But that's why Jesus says, how, how many times? Is it seven? You've done it, mate. One more time, mate. It's over, Rover. It's like, no, no. Seven, seven, it's the power of seven. What does that mean? It's just like, just forgive. How many times should I forgive my brother or my sister? As many times as needed. I don't know whether Peter went, that's kind of sucks. I was just like, man, I was ready to cut his ear off or something. brings it up real close and real personal because no if you know in church life you know there's going to be times when someone will do something or someone didn't say hello to you in the foyer or you felt somebody ignored you 
pastor saw him in the mall. <laughs> I don't know if I saw any of you in the mall because I can hardly see anything, dude. <laughs> Actually, I was at a service station the other day, and I don't know if you're in here, come and see me afterwards if you are. But someone was yelling at me <laughs> from a, a, a digger on the property next door, and they were yelling out, and I was like, man, I just, even with my glasses, I didn't even know who you are. He's screaming at me, and he's going, it's me. And I thought he said Peter. So I text Peter Bishop, and I said, Peter, is that you? I'm, he's like, not a, only if you're in Tihoro. I was like, no. Nah. If you're here today, make yourself known, because I have no idea. I was just like, yeah, you're a good mate, yeah. Walking back, going, who is that? The blind leading the blind. I can't see. <laughs> Pastor didn't do something for you. Someone in your connect group didn't connect with you when they should have. Someone didn't. I, 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 don't, I don't know, whatever it is. But I tell you, you hang around with each other long enough. You know, I'm, I'm close to perfect, I'm not there uh, yet. But you, a lot of yous have a long way to go, eh, you fellas? <laughs> this aren't in my notes, I'm just preaching this right now. But the seven times Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy. Seven times, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like this. You know the story, a king wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began a settlement, as he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents, basically a man who owed him a lot, was brought to him since he was not able to pay. The master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Basically, he'd become a slave. The servant fell on his knees before him and said, Be patient with me. Bear with. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant, his master, took pity on him and canceled the debt. He didn't just say you still owe it. He, like, canceled it, man. He just, like, wiped off. No GE stuff there. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants, one of his brothers, one of the people who he should be doing life with. And that servant who owed him a hundred denarii, and he grabbed him and he, be <laughs> I loved it. he began to choke him. <laughs> he began to choke him. Now, friends, we can... If we allow unforgiveness to, to, to grab hold of our lives, we can choke the life, not just out of other people, but out of our, out of our own lives. He, he, he began to choke him. You, you ever got so mad with somebody, you want to cho choke them? <laughs> uh, come on, you want to, uh, yeah, you know, you just, uh, okay, you don't want to admit it. Callan just told you he's a policeman, he's watching. <laughs> Carefully, domestic violence is not okay. But yeah, that, that, that place where, where, where you just get so mad, you just want to, you know. 
the kids. <laughs> Can't beat him. It's illegal. <laughs> kids, you can't beat him. No, it's men, you know, kids, you love them. Can't beat them, can't beat them. It's illegal. <laughs> Someone said that at the meeting I was at yesterday. It didn't come out properly when I, when I said it. When that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred and just a hundred. He owed ten thousand, but now he found one who owed him a hundred, and he grabbed him and he began to choke him. Pay back what you owe, he demanded. His fellow servant fell onto his knees and said, "Bear with, be patient with me, and I will pay you back." But he refused. Instead, he went off and he had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. However, that's going to work. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in and said, you wicked servant, he said, I canceled that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have done the same for the other servant? Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured ouch until he should pay back all he owed and listen this is a scary bit this is how my heavenly father will treat each one of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart got a grievance got a complaint forgive forgive somebody's hurt you Maybe somebody at your workplace might not be here. It might be in your workplace. It might be at your school. Somebody's just like, ugh. But especially in the household of God, if we're going to do life together, the closer we get, the more we're going to. And, and you know that. You know, there's just things. The closer we get, more things annoy us. You know, you, you can be sitting with someone in a restaurant, and they can eat and whatever, and it doesn't bother you. But you can be sitting at the table with someone else from your family, and they're crunching their cornflakes, and it, it just like pierces your brain and goes right here. So Grace, can you eat your cornflakes somewhere else? But you, you, you know that? They're just it's something they, they do. And that, that's the thing. When yeah, great to you is a great, great, <laughs> a great word, uh, um, but, but, but it grates Great you. And here's the thing, when you, you start getting bitter with people, it's not just one thing they'll do that'll grate you. Everything they do will grate you. When you don't have a problem with the people, nothing's a problem. But when you, you hold a grievance or something, everything's a problem. Everything they do is a problem. You looked at that me that way. Oh, sorry. Why do you chew so loud? Look at your stupid clothes. <laughs> There's none of this in my <laughs> so I'm just Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's this someone here today who needs to forgive. Maybe there's someone here today who's got a grievance. Maybe I mean I'm not preaching this because somebody came up and said, you know. That person down there on the left to the side, three chairs in. Boy, grumpy, grumpy. 
sort them out, Pastor. I don't do that. I'm just, just reading the script. All we're doing is we're going through the scripture, and as I see it, I preach it. But maybe you're carrying a grievance today. Maybe you're carrying a complaint today. Maybe you've carried it for one week. Maybe you've carried it for 10 years. But if you're recognizing it today, if you're becoming aware of it today, the Bible says, be quick. Be quick to forgive. Be quick to, to, to sort that matter out. Don't carry it. Don't carry it. Don't allow it to crush you or wear you down with. the worship team can just come and I just want to take a moment I don't want to hurry um, I had a lot more stuff but I just feel to pause for a moment we've taken communion we've taken that we've, we've come before before God in that place but maybe there's People here today, and you just know you've got to let stuff go. You need to forgive quickly. Yeah, maybe it's a complaint, man. Like, like it says, it can be a proposed or even a, a real complaint, a real grievance. Still, forgive. Forgive. We, we're, we're, I know Scripture doesn't doesn't allow us to hold on to those things. It encourages us that when our brother drives us, and hey, look, I know it's not easy. I, when our brother or our sister drives us up the, up the wall. And maybe some of you even, I, I do that thing I've done a few times here before where I've said, you know, everybody close your eyes and imagine somebody that you're struggling with right now get their picture in your, in your mind. And then, I, then I've said, have you ever thought that somebody might have your picture in their mind? They've got to bear with one another, man. Because we're all a work in progress and none of us are that good. We've all got struggles. We've all got battles. We've all got stuff. Even in our marriages, I mean, there's... there's there's stuff going on that can that can hurt. I was just thinking, Anita and I, this morning I told her, what are you cutting? She's making some nice food for lunch. I said, what are you cutting the fat off the beef for? I want to eat that. She got a little bit upset with me. We've had a fight. We fight, eh, dear? About 20, 20, 20 years ago, we had one fight, I think, this morning. Yeah, that's what she said. She said she totally ignored me today. But I'm forgiving. <laughs> okay, it's going to be a long night on the couch tonight, but... No, no. Yeah. But I, but I want you to understand, just so you can know, so we can keep it real, you know, we, we, yeah, we, she's like, 
Careful there, I've got the microphone. But we fight even more than once or twice. Sometimes you go, oh, she gets real, man, shakes her head and wobbles her cheeks. <laughs> I'm always cool, calm, collected. But the real <laughs> you'll be cool, all right, you'll be in the freezer tonight, all Everything you say will be taken in evidence. The, the reality is, I want you to know, because we've got to do life real. There's going to be pain. There's going to be struggles. We don't have to pretend or uh, faint. There's going to be battles we have to fight. I always encourage people to, uh, 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 to, to look to Him from, from where does our help come from. Just know in life together, in marriage together, in relationships together, we, we live in a world now where people are too quick to just break off and run off and not put the work. Any relationship's going to take work, isn't it? We've got to bear with one another. Because that one another, whoever that one another is for you, they're going to let you down. Whoever that one another is for you, they're going to muck up sometime. Whoever that one another is for, for, for you, they're going to upset you or they're going to say something that's going to hurt you sometime. Maybe it's in church. Maybe it's in a relationship. Maybe it's in wherever it is. Don't give. Bear with. Bear with. Oh, man, I heard. I've got to put on some love today. You might be thinking, but pastor, they don't deserve it. Well, neither do we. They don't deserve grace. They don't deserve that love. Well, neither did we. When we understand how much we've been forgiven, tens of thousands, why would we not forgive somebody else's small debt? Who can you forgive even today? Who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to bear with? Every head bowed and every eye closed.